Welcome. First of all, welcome. Welcome to Unsolicited Perspectives. I'm your host, Bruce Anthony, and it's the Sibling Happy Hour. I'm here with my sis, Jay Andrea. We're going to be dilly-daddling like we normally do. Then we're going to be talking about the house speakership, and then we're going to be talking about poor Georgie. That's right. Good old George Santos done struck again. But first things first. What up, sis? What up, brother? I can't call it. I'm just kicking it. First off, let's just say we're praying for all the people that are suffering during this conflict in Israel. Yes. Uh, War is hell and um, it's particularly burdensome on civilians. So mm-hmm. yes, for all the men, women, and children. Especially them, especially them babies. Especially, Especially them babies. babies, yes. Especially them babies. Uh, so, so what's up with you? Nothing. You know that Drake album came out. Yeah, I know it did. Mm. So you don't like it? I didn't listen to the album. I'm not going to listen to the album. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be honest out. with you. That means uh, you're about to stand in your soapbox about something. Go ahead. I'm going to let you have the yes. floor. It's the same issue that I have with DJ academics and these men out here with all this smoke for women and nothing for anybody else. I mean, he dissed Rihanna. He dissed Esperanza Spalding. I don't know who that is, but hold on. A, I got a I, wonderful I, y- uh, young artist <laughs> who she has may nothing have, to do with nothing. They may have dated and she may have broke his heart. Now, you know Drake is going to talk about you if you broke his heart. That, he's been talking about Rihanna Here's for the, years because she broke his heart. They never dated. Well, they had a situationship. No, it, it'd be people that never have even messed with Drake. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Like, I, I just. I'm going to push back. On you saying that he doesn't have s- smoke for any men because he has had legitimate beef with street with real street dudes. He yeah, had and beef what with Meek Nothing. He, he didn't no. do nothing. He bodied them on on diss tracks. That's what happens. It's like that sketch that they had on SNL when Drake was either a host or a guest on SNL, and like he anybody does a little slight for a slight towards him and he would make a diss track. It's a funny SNL sketch. If y'all go back and watch, it tells you a lot about who Drake is. If he feels slighted, even the slightest bit, he's going to make a diss track about you. I will agree him tag him attacking Meg Thee Stallion been dead wrong about that. Yes. But From everybody else street. it's fair game. Esperanza Spalding ain't done nothing to nobody. What does he she say play- about her? What does he say she about her? She plays the cello. What does he say about her? I think what happened was... You think. You don't know because you no, didn't listen no. to the album. What happened was she won an award he was also nominated for. There you go right there. But they don't have nothing. That's rap beef. It's no rap beef. She's mm-hmm. not a rapper. She's literally a jazz artist. Well, it's an artist beef. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't care what you say. I, all right. It's he not said like he four here. Grammys to my name, a hundred nominations. Esperanza Spalding was getting all the praises. Right. I'm trying to keep it humble. I'm trying to keep it gracious. Who the F, who give a F Michelle Obama put you on her playlist? 
Then we never hear from you again like you was taken. Mm -hmm. She didn't do anything (laughs) to this man. He was mad. He was not. She did. She took his award. You can't have a rap beef for it was best new artist of 2020 of 2011, Bruce. Look. It happened 13 years ago. So. (laughs) And he's still mad. Yeah, beef is beef. No, no, no. Petty is petty. That's a petty little girl. Like, I really can't I do a, it. Look, I really a, can't do it. He's a petty artist. Look, when you think about it in the rap game, and yes, she might have not been a rapper, but he is. In the rap game, these rappers be beefing over the pettiest stuff. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Everybody says women are catty. No, 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 no. Nobody's. Men no. are way more catty yes. Than, yes. than females. He they, is petty LaBelle. <laughs> you stole that joke from somebody, didn't you? <laughs> no, Petty LaBelle been around for a long time. Uh, yeah, okay, all right. I well, think that, I've that heard was... Petty LaBelle for for years. All right, well, the album is actually good. Let me tell you how good it was. It came out, what, Saturday morning, Sunday morning? Mm-hmm. So Monday I was in the gym. No, it was Tuesday I was in the gym because Monday I was out too late on uh, Sunday night and didn't make it to the gym because I was too tired. So Tuesday I was in the gym and I was like, let me go ahead and rock out to this real fast. Let me, because I'm in the gym for a couple, for an hour and a half. I can get through the whole album. Number one, no, I can't because it's like 23 tracks, which by the way, he just dropped an album last year or was it earlier this year? It might've been earlier this year with 21 Savage. I think he dropped the album last year. And I know for a fact, he dropped an album two years ago at the same time. Cause my theme song, I'm too sexy. You know, that remix, that's my theme song. He put that out two years ago and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is good. That's my theme song. But this album, 23 tracks, I was jamming in the gym. I don't normally be jamming in the gym. I was dancing in between sets, like bobbing my head. It's a, it, this album is good. Drake is a good I never artist. Listen to it. I know gonna listen to uh, it. Well, it's not like he's R. Kelly. You watching just the Cosby because, Show? Just are you watching? Are you no, watching the Cosby I'm not Show? Watching the Cosby Show. If the Cosby Show come on right now, you're not watching it. Bill Cosby is dead to me. What about a different world? Doesn't matter. It, Can't you're not do watching it. a different. You're not watching a different world either. Can't do it. You gonna listen to your Contagious? I don't listen to no art. Is no is you won't even find it on my Spotify. It's not there. All right. Well, you, you know what? You are a strong. You have strong. <laughs> when you when you be down on something and you be, yeah. when you are about a cause, you are there is no there is no gray area with you. No. Things black and white. Yeah, I am that's different. It. I'm the gray. I'm in shades of gray. All I That's understand. You want to do what you want to do. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes having principles means that you can't do what you want to do. Time out. I got principles, and I actually don't watch the Cosby Show, and I only listen to two R. Kelly songs because I just can't give them up. <laughs> I need you to give them R. Kelly songs up. No, uh, uh-uh, no. One is my sec my my original theme song. Feeling on your booty. I can't get it up. <laughs> And seems like you're ready. Bruce, all of the, especially the second one. It sounds like he's talking to a child. No, it doesn't. Seems and the reason like why, you're ready. No, no. The reason why it holds a special place in my life. You've hit puberty. <laughs> That's, the That's the words. That's not the words. That's the words and it's unacceptable. No, that is not the words and you're going to stop. Seems like you're ready holds a special place in my heart. Because 
New York Undercover played that. That was the first time that I heard Seems Like You're Ready. Mm -hmm. Right? New York Undercover played that when Ed got with a girl. And I was like, yo, Ed got with his love interest. Seems Like You're Ready. That's a dope song. I was 13 years old. I was like, Seems Like You're Ready. It's a hit song to me. I've been playing it. It's on my sexy mix right now. That and Feeling On Your Booty. Oh, and one more. This is number one with R. Kelly. There's three too many. R. Kelly and (laughs) Carrie Hilson. I love that song. I love. Okay, no. so those are only three. Those are my concessions mm-hmm. that I make. Look, if you if you went through everybody that you like from an artist standpoint, mm-hmm. you're gonna find something that you could be like, I can't support that. And then what you gonna do? Yeah. Never watch I'm TV not or listen to music. To support that. Yeah. Well. The end. I- like <laughs> he. Like, that's, and, and, and so I'm just. I'm not. If it's somebody right, support, well, I'm not gonna support it. Well, I'm not like, gonna force you to and, support it, but I'm gonna enjoy Drake. Because it's a like, good album. Uh, uh, there's a lot of artists, and not just in music, but in general, it's a lot of artists that you, people are like, oh, you got to separate the art from the artist. No, the artist is the art. That's their part of it. You can't You're separate right. it. And I you don't. You have to take all of it. I think he is a, a petty little bitch. And <laughs> I don't like that he keeps running his mouth about stuff. He needs to keep people's name out of his mouth. But, but, and, but what he's I'm doing, not though, that, is I can't. He's, not, he's not doing anything criminal. And he hasn't done anything physical to harm anybody. He's using words. Sticks and stones. Sticks and stones. Yeah. And guess what? That can be just as harmful and hurtful as if it's physical. Just because he's not physically violent, then we're just supposed to be okay with him being an asshole. It's just a rap beef. It's not a rap beef. She was shot. Oh, I I said I can't defend him on the Meg Thee Stallion thing. The only thing I could think of is that he just didn't believe her and he believed his boy because his boy, that's his boy. That's his boy. And y'all know who y'all boys are. No, no, no. There's no. been some times where my boys done done some things and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was in your character. Mm-hmm. Specifically, a guy from high school uh, that when he got to, I'm not going to put his name out there, but when he got to Howard University, I didn't really like him when I first met him. I thought mm-hmm. something was off about him, but he was part of the crew. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of my friends love adopting people and bring them into the crew. And I'd be like, I don't know why you really, I think the crew is strong enough with just the, just the <laughs> members that we got. We don't need nobody right. else. Right. He brought this person into the crew, uh, went to Howard, was dating a girl. And we found out he was a woman beater. And I was like, see, told you, told you. You get them vibes. But, but I didn't know, I didn't think that he was that. I just thought he was just an asshole. But yeah. I mean, he was the ultimate well, I guess yeah. not that the ultimate asshole, but it's cl- it's close. It's high it's, up on the list. It's high up on the list. It's high up on the list. All right, I I got. A I ain't gonna funny. listen to the album. Period. All right, well, you don't have to listen to the album, <laughs> but you should listen to this. So I was training one of my clients earlier today, and I've trained you before, and you said mm-hmm. never again. Never. You care but, too much about me. It's too much. <laughs> 18 years I've been doing this. I'm really, really good at this. So yes. my client who's been with me for a while, I'm going to shout you out, but I'm not going to say your name. So I, don't, I guess I'm not really shouting you out. I'm just telling the story <laughs> from earlier today. Yeah. And I had him do these two particular exercises. And I knew that when I called them out, mm-hmm. he was going to feel some type of way about it. And so that's the reason why I said him real meekly. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's real soft the way I said yeah. it. And he it's looked at me. kind of covering your mouth a little bit. Right. Like, hey, I need you to do something. <laughs> and he said, what the, hell did, what the hell did you say? And I was like, man, you, you heard me. Let's, let's get started. So <laughs> he does the first set and he's all out of breath. Then he does the second set. In the middle of the second set, he looks up at me. Yeah. In all sincerity and full honesty and earnest. Yeah. He says, he says to me, why are you making me do this? Yeah. <laughs> he literally, I, I, I broke down. I literally dropped to the knees and started laughing. <laughs> he was like, is this doing anything? Is this- <laughs> I was it's, like, yes, it is. Yes, I'm not making yes. you do this just for no reason. But he legitimately <laughs> he legitimately looked up to me. He was on the ground and he looked up to me. And he was like, why are you making me do this? <laughs> you do too much. Too much. Oh, it was good. It was a good. It was good. I did. He, you made me do about 3,000 lunges. No, I didn't make you do 3,000. Yeah. It was an excessive amount of lunges where I could not feel my legs the next day. And I said, I'm not doing this no more with you because you care too much. No, you've worked out with me twice and it was just two times. And the second time it was with mom. You and yeah. mom were doing the same workout together. Yes. And and it was it was downstairs at our old parents' house, mm-hmm. at our parents' at our parents' old house, mm-hmm. and dad was in the media room, and I'm working you and mom out, and mom is getting through the workout, but you screaming and hollering. Yes, because I hate it. <laughs> but mom <laughs> is how much older than you? I don't care. <laughs> and she's getting through the workout, and so dad comes busting in. You're killing her. What are you doing? <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. And I was like, I do know what I'm doing. You see, mom is just fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, I always complain. I always complain. Yeah, always. But, you- I, but I, I used to have a great uh, trainer who she did a really good job putting up with me because I complain the entire time. Like, it, <laughs> you got to drag me kicking and screaming through a workout. <laughs> you, ain't the, you ain't the only one. There's so I, many. Like, Yeah. I got one client that would be like, have I done something to offend you? Have I offended you in any way? Like, no, this is just what I wrote up. This is, yeah. this is what we're doing. Yeah. Are you sure that we need to be doing this? Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely positive. This yeah, is, this is the workout. This is, this this is, is what we're supposed to do. I got yeah. another client. He said, look, I'm going to be real honest with you. If you wrote this up for me to do this by myself, I'd throw it in trash and go home. That's the reason why I pay you, because I'm not going to do this by myself. And I was like, I know. Yeah. Two more. <laughs> Two, more. <laughs> Two more reps. Let's go. But he, he, looked up, he looked up to me in all seriousness. He was like, why are you making me do this? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. No, it's not fair. What else you want to talk about in a dilly dallying moment? Well, you had a uh, you had a an appearance on a show. Yes, 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 yes. How did it go? Tell us a little. You know, well, I mean, I did that a couple weeks ago, and we talked about it, didn't we? No, we didn't. I I mean, I re-promoted it uh, this past week. Yeah, you just promoted it, but you you know, tell me how it went. You still ain't listened to it, did you? No. Not yet. <laughs> y'all, y'all see how much my sister supports me and my I, endeavors. I will absolutely listen to it. Because I tell you what, when your documentary was released this past weekend, I sure enough was sitting on my couch watching a countdown. By the way, all right, okay. First, 
my ADHD is kicking in, even though I don't Mm -hmm. have it. Uh, To answer your original question, I was on Rick Clemens' Life Uncloseted talking about getting over my homophobia. Yes. Um, And that's an important, I think it was an important issue to talk about Mm -hmm. because it's a problem. Maybe not so much anymore. I don't know. I'm not a young man in the black community anymore. I'm an older man in the black community. But in the black community, when I was coming up in the 80s and 90s, yeah, it was nothing but homophobic Boy. people all through the community. And so you grew up in a that. lot of people without skin in the game with a lot of skin in the game. And you right. just had to wonder, <laughs> you just had to wonder, why is this mean? Why does this mean so much to you, Uncle right. So and so? You right. know, what I'm <laughs> like, like, why do you care so much? Right. Um, like, I don't understand. And it's just, I think I learned, young people these days are more tolerant, though. They're absolutely more tolerant. But also, the, the part of the reason why they're more tolerant is because there's more media representation of yeah. people from the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. Right? There was no... The first gay character, openly gay character, mm-hmm. on television was Ellen DeGeneres, and that wasn't until the 90s. Yeah. Well, openly gay main character. There might have been gay characters right uh, there definitely were mm, how many can you like can you come up with any of them homeboy from design and women like you can't tell me no no he dated women on that show damn that's true right he dated women on that show i watched the episode of design and women like a year ago (laughs) i watched the episode of design and women a year ago he was dating women on that show by the way good show hey look hilarious that right now if that show aired it'd be deemed too woke that was a show that addressed yeah. some real issues yeah. on network television back in the day. Let me tell you something. People talk about TV shows woke now. TV shows ain't nowhere compared near woke as they were back in the day because yes. they were fighting against a, cons- a super conservative media conglomerate that mm-hmm. was just like, hey, we don't need this stuff on television. Yeah. But yeah, so but I didn't- You always didn't... get them special episodes on your sitcoms. Yeah. You played a little- Sad jazz music. Dad, why'd this happen to me? (laughs) I'm trying to think. They didn't even touch them. All them after school specials that we used to watch. Mm -hmm. They didn't touch not one topic that I can remember on anybody in the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. Because at that time, at least mainstream it wasn't the lgbtq plus it was just nah, gay it was that's yeah, yeah. that was just what it was so we talked about that and and basically it was growing up this was a stereotype mm-hmm. of a group of people that i was raised to believe were a certain way right and when i entered in the restaurant industry and i met people from that that fit every letter of this group, which by the mm-hmm. way, we keep throwing them together as one big group. They're not one big group. Like they, there's no, yeah. it's not all, uh, we are the world singing together. Right. There's yeah. conflict yeah. within that there's group. There's conflict, yeah. We course. should stop throwing them all as one entity. Um, but yeah, it was working with people. And then I told the story of, I don't want to take too much away from it. I think everybody should go in and listen, especially mm-hmm. if you want to learn a little bit more about me, go yeah. in and listen. It's Rick Clemens, Life Uncloseted. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find that wherever you get your audio podcasts. It's a really good episode. I really dig Rick. Uh, he's a good dude. He's got a good podcast. Go listen to it. Yeah. Now, 
there was something I was going to talk about that I completely forgot about that I was going to bring up. Oh, Yours, your documentary. Yeah. Yes. I feel like we should get at a little bit of pub, tell people where they can go to watch it. I really don't want to do that. Um. <laughs> what? Why not? It's good. <laughs> you know, listen, uh, are all the, the B-roll in it above board? I mean... Oh, okay. All right. Not, not all of it. Uh, no, but I did. I made a documentary about our uncle who passed away in 2020. Um, because it happened during the pandemic, we didn't get a chance to really have a funeral or a celebration of life. Um, so I did this. I interviewed a bunch of family members and, you know, tried to tell the story of his life. And uh, it is on YouTube. You know, just don't uh, don't call the copyright people. Like, just it's not monetized, so I should be fine. But you know, well, they they do a copy when you post something when you upload something. YouTube, yeah, they do copyright. Well, no, they only do a copyright on the audio stuff. Yeah, so the just video the audio. Stuff, yeah, uh, but you so know what? We'll people see. be people be posting a lot of stuff on YouTube to be clips from other things, and I'm like, how do y'all get the sign off on this? So right. I so think I it's feel just, like as long as it's not monetized, I feel like it's yeah, fine. Yeah, I think it's it's guerrilla style. You it's guerrilla style, style, yeah. Yeah, you want you want to tell them where they could go to to watch it? Because um, you just said YouTube, you ain't give no channel or nothing like that. Right. I don't. Uh, I don't remember. It's his memorial page. Um, but it is a channel. Yes. Um, so while you look that up or I look that up, I'm going to filibuster and just say that my sister did a hell of a job on this documentary. I learned Thank stuff you. about a man it. that that I absolutely love and looked up to and learned a lot more than I I learned a lot of new stuff that I didn't yeah. know anything about. So did I. I so did I. You know it's, what? It's, it's interesting doing stuff like this on your family and just asking because a lot of times we don't ask our family these you know questions like what was your childhood like what was it like growing up here or growing up during this time or things like that and so uh you learn a lot you know talk to you talk to your family a little bit more and get to it's also a part of your history as well you know what approval from certain family members we'll, we'll post a little snippet on our Instagram page. And if and if you don't see it, then just email unsolicitedperspectives at gmail.com and we'll send you a little link so you can check it out. Yeah. Yeah, we should be promoting that email address anyway because we would love to hear back from you guys about things that you want us to talk about. And uh if you want to come on the show, uh yeah. you gotta have if you want to come on the show, you gotta have something that you want to talk about. Don't I've had people being like, Oh, I want to come on the show. And I'm like, Okay, cool. Like, what yeah, do you want to talk, about? talk about? I don't I don't know. I just want to come on. No. Okay. No, well, then no. Yeah. No. no thank you. Is it, don't nobody want to listen to dead air, <laughs> right? <laughs> you don't want to contribute. Want to contribute to anything. And you know what's funny? I have done interviews or, or conversations with people that are cool with me uh, mm -hmm. that'll never come out because you know why? They don't realize how long five minutes, ten minutes, or fifteen minutes is to talk. Yeah. And they'll say they don't know how to quote unquote filibuster. Or right. stretch the minute. And yeah. they'll just be like, all right, I said what I had to say. Your turn. I was like, that's not how this goes. That's not how this goes. <laughs> that's not how this goes. <laughs> and I've had some people, I had some people come on and be like, yo, that's really difficult. How do you do a show where it's just all by yourself and you talk for an hour? And I was like, well, 
I could talk. That's that's the reason why it's like delusion, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we are we are delusional, but <laughs> but if also we, could, we just like to talk. Like so, yeah, we can fit, the two of us could fill an hour. Don't you worry about that. Let, let me tell you what. Let me tell you, our egos are so big, that, ladies and gentlemen. I have to cut the show to one hour because we could go longer. Yeah, we could. We we could go longer. And I'd be like, nah, an hour is enough. After we, we finish filming, we're still talking. We still and we're like, damn, this could have been on the after hours episode. We, <laughs> right. we say that we say that every every time we every film, time. there was more that we could talk about. Yeah. But <laughs> that's enough of this daily dialing segment. Cause this <laughs> has gone long as per our point. Yes. Next up. We're going to talk about this mess that's going on in Congress. Hey there, podcast listeners. It's Bruce Anthony here, and welcome to another episode of Unsolicited Perspectives. Today, I want to talk to you about something that's been on my mind lately, the importance of staying hydrated and taking care of ourselves. Whether it's prioritizing our health and wellness, or gearing up for festival seasons, or just gearing up for whatever season or time of year, there's one brand that's been my go-to for all things hydration. Liquid IV. Speaking of health and wellness, let's dive into how Liquid IV can fuel your well-being. Imagine starting your day off right, feeling refreshed and energized. Liquid IV hydration multiplier is the missing piece in your daily routine. With just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. It's perfect for those early mornings, pre-workout boosts, moments when you're just feeling run down, or even after a late night or long flights. I absolutely love how convenient Liquid IV is. The packaging makes it easy to bring with me wherever I go. And let me tell you, it's become vital daily part of my routine. The flavors, <laughs> let me tell you something, they're incredible. From refreshing sea berry and strawberry lemonade to classics like lemon lime and watermelon, there's a flavor for every preference. It's like a burst of hydration with a hint of deliciousness. Picture this, one stick of liquid IV mixed in 16 ounces of water, hydrating you two times faster and more efficient than water alone. And with 12 mouth water and flavors, you'll never get bored with your hydration routine. Plus, liquid IV is packed with five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and of course, vitamin C. It's also made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, free of gluten, dairy, and soy. This is hydration at its finest. But it doesn't stop there. Liquid IV believes that access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. That's why they partner with leading organizations finding innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. It's incredible to know that Liquid IV has already donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. They truly walk the talk. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code unsolicited at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code unsolicited at liquidiv.com. Remember folks, taking care of ourselves should always be a priority. So why wait? Head over to liquidiv.com, pick your favorite flavors and experience hydration like never before. Stay refreshed, stay hydrated, and keep rocking those unsolicited perspectives. All right, sis. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> laughing you already. so depressed? I, no, no. I'm laughing. It's not depressed. It's straight comedy. Yeah. I'm laughing already because this house speaker race mm-hmm. nonsense chaos is yes. just getting crazier and crazier yes. by the minute. Yeah. So last week or the week before, they oust Kevin McCarthy, took a week off, and now they came back. We're talking about the House Republicans. Yes. Right? Took a week off, came back, and they're trying to nominate a speaker. The they're two trying. people that they're trying. The two people that's up for running is Steve Scalise. Yes. And Jim punk Jordan. ass Jim Jordan. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, punk ass Steve Scalise and punk ass Jim Jordan. Yeah. And I'm gonna get into the reason. Not yeah, great. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna get into the reasons why neither one of them are great. So it was what's today? Thursday. Thursday, it was yeah. Wednesday night. S- several of the House Republicans, it was like close to 200 of them. It was around 200 of them. Mm-hmm. Got together and to listen to the pitches of both Jim Jordan and Scalise. Right. And then they did a vote. Right? Yes. And Scalise won out 113 and 99 to be officially the nominee. And even Jim Jordan was like, look, I'm going to put all my support behind Scalise. Yes. That's what we're going to go with. Yes. They come out of that meeting and people is like, nah, I'm still going to nominate Jim Jordan. Or nah, I don't like neither one of them. Neither one of them proved anything to me. So they still don't have the votes to get that magic number 218. 217. No, the magic number is 218. Oh, he said, well, uh, including his vote. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 218, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. So this is a mess. Meanwhile, we are rapidly approaching another deadline to get something mm-hmm. done so that we avoid a shutdown. Yes. But it doesn't look like that they're going to nominate a House Speaker anytime soon. No. Uh, because, again, like you said, he is well still well short of the 217 votes, additional votes that he needs, not including his own vote. Meanwhile, <laughs> Kevin McCarthy in the background... Because of everything that's going on in Israel, Kevin McCarthy in the background giving statements, acting like the House Speaker. Mm. And then at first he was like, hey, look, I told him not to nominate me. But then there's some people saying, I'm going to nominate Kevin McCarthy again. He's like, y'all don't nominate me now. Come on now. Meanwhile, he's he's putting his hands up saying, don't nominate me. Don't nominate me. But at the same time, bringing his hands forward like, don't nominate me. Don't nominate me. Don't do it, guys. Like, really, he wants to be re-nominated. It's like the person who can sing at a party and they're like, don't (laughs) ask me to sing happy birthday, y'all. Don't. You mean you? No, I I literally never volunteer. <laughs> I have never ever volunteered to sing. You're it right. always, always just happens. It always just happens. Yeah. So, so what do you think of this mess? Because there's there's more about the history of both of these guys that I'm going to get into. But what do you well, think about this? That's exactly what I wanted to talk about. Because well, it's go like, for it. who go for is it. Steve Scalise? Well, he says, in his own words, from back in the day. Mm-hmm. That he is David Duke without yes. the baggage. Yes. That is what he said. Now, for those of you who do not know who David Duke is, because this was somebody from the oh, 80s and 90s. Tell him. He was the <laughs> Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. He now, is you also- might not know who the Ku Klux Klan is because they go by several different names now. But. <laughs> <laughs> they was the original. They were, they the, were the OGs. Original. 
white sheet wearing, cross burning, gun toting, horseback riding knights of the South is what they thought they were. And for those people out there, like that was that was for real. That's not just TV thing. No, no. this was a real thing all yes. the way up until the eighties. Yes, obviously because David Duke. David Duke is also a constituent in Steve Scalise um, district. Mm. And just so you're thinking to yourself, well, maybe Steve Scalise didn't know who David Duke was. He did because he's a constituent. And he even spoke at a white supremacist, supremacist, uh, white mm. supremacist rally yes. in 2001, 2002. Now, he did say that he regretted it, but no, he didn't. Well, you, I mean, people mistake, can change. The mistake that you regret was getting caught in attendance. Uh, people can't. I I can. I just brought up how I used to be homophobic and, and I'm not anymore. So people can change. Maybe sure. he was racist and he's not racist anymore. Sure. He ain't spoken no white nationalist Riley in a while. In a while. It's been like 20 years, you know. Sure. Maybe getting shot will do that to you. Because remember, this, he was uh, the one. Was, <laughs> yes, I was going to say that. This was also the man in 2017 during that congressional baseball practice who was shot through the hip uh, by a gunman. And despite that, still an ardent supporter of Second Amendment rights and endorsed by the National Rifle Association. Look, it, look, he's a person that believes what he believes. And voted against Common sense gun legislation. Hey, he's a person to stand on his principles. He believed what he believed. Okay. I mean, that's admirable almost sometimes. Staunch conservative supports uh, cutting government spending. Yeah, that's true. He implementing, did, this is uh, from Forbes, which you should know about him. Uh, implementing strict immigration policies. Longtime supporter of President Trump. Um, well, anybody that's a House speaker the Republican Party is going to be a supporter of the former president, Donald J. Trump. But also one of the supporters who objected to the Electoral College results when Congress met to certify President Joe Biden on January 6th. So well, they both did that. Both of the candidates did that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jim Jordan ain't no better. And <laughs> hey, he got an earful this week from our one, the only D.A. Fonnie Willis, who wrote him back. <laughs> What'd she say? <laughs> let me tell you. Let me find it because, boy, she she basically said he is ignorant. All right. So while you're finding that, I will get a backstory of the controversy behind Jim Jordan. Not only was he one of the founding members of the Freedom Caucus, you know, the whole group that's causing all this problem in the first place, but mm-hmm. he was also the assistant coach for the Ohio State wrestling team where yes, yes. there are allegations of the doctor molesting mm-hmm. the wrestlers and the allegations are that Jim Jordan knew about it and didn't do anything, though he yes. denies it. Because who 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 would ever admit that? Who would ever admit like, yeah, I knew boys was being fondled. I didn't care. Yeah. They was pinning people. Nobody's going to admit that. No. But there's been plenty of people that are grown adults now that say, oh, he knew. So, yeah, you know, they, he's got that. Um, so yesterday she sent, uh, Fonnie Willis sent him, um, and this is the Fulton County district attorney. If you don't know who Fonnie Willis is, I, I, I don't even, I don't know why you listen to our show. 
<laughs> um, but she wrote gonna she, a lot of people. There's gonna be a lot of people out there that don't know who Fonnie Willis is. She's just a DA of a get, county that you live in. That's the get, only reason why. Get to know her because she said to Jim Jordan, "quote A charitable explanation of your correspondence is that you are ignorant <laughs> of the United States and Georgia constitutions and codes." That's a charitable explanation. <laughs> Love this district attorney. I'm going to start. I'm going to steal that. A charitable explanation as to why you're not getting this is because you're dumb as hell. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's being charitable. So if, if she wasn't being charitable, I want to know what that would have been. <laughs> For that to me, when I read that, I died. Yeah, that's, I died. that is. So that those is. are the two. Those are the two jackasses up for Speaker of the House. Right. So let's see how this contest of jackasses goes. It's not going great. Again, like you said, he doesn't have the votes. Neither um, one of them have the votes. Neither one of them have the votes. Uh, Jim Jordan has even fewer of them. There are some people who are just anti Scalise, and some people who are just anti Jim Jordan. Um, so I don't know how they're going to get that unless there's a secret third person. I don't know when this is going to get resolved, but it took 15 rounds for McCarthy to get through. I'm, I'm thinking this is probably not going to be, uh, resolved anytime soon. Well, Steve not Scalise, to mention the, fi- the fact he also, uh, has cancer. So that's, yeah, he's got blood cancer. So he's, yeah. you know, he's battling that and you know, yeah. uh, you know, we want to wish him well. Sure. <laughs> I knew you was gonna say something. I knew it. I knew it. I um, I did. Okay. <laughs> all right. So they don't have the votes. No. Come to find out, Kevin McCarthy was the best option for the Republican Party because he was the only one that could at least, even after fifteen votes, get everybody to kind of, kind of go along with him. Right. Some of the or things that abstain. Right. <laughs> Some of the things that's holding them up is um, both Jim Jordan and Scalise are like, yo, we're going to change these rules. We're not going to go in this situation where one person can bring me up for a vote to get kicked out of my office. Yeah, because and, then they're just round robins until right. everybody's got a chance to be speaker. Like, no, you know. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe they should just do that, a round robin everybody. <laughs> so they had a closed door meeting to, to hash out all this stuff. Nobody is close to the 217, 218, because mm-hmm. you got to count their votes as well. But 217 votes to actually win House Speakership. Uh, not without Democrats helping them out. And Democrats is like, we ain't helping y'all out. No, we're not doing anything. No. What's going to have to happen in order to get a speaker is that Jim Jordan is either going to have to take all his people and be like, look, y'all need to vote for him. Uh, he's going to give me some concessions to be number two or something or three or something like that in leadership. And we're going to give y'all some committee assignments and we're going to be all right. Go ahead and go with Scalise. Or there's going to have to be a third candidate. That's kind of a moderate that Democrats can get on board with and just be like, all right, we'll rock with him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And there are some Republicans that could, well, not in the house. I, I, I personally don't know anybody in the house, but I'm talking by and large, there are Republicans that are out there that Democrats would support. 
I am a fan of two Republicans. I don't know if I would vote for them for president, but I I wouldn't be upset. It wouldn't be the end of the world if they won the presidency. I'm going to throw two names at you. One is a former governor of a state that both me and you used to reside in, Larry Hogan. Mm-hmm. And the other one is the former governor of Ohio, John Kasich. And I tell you why I support John Kasich. John Kasich was the governor of Ohio when Obamacare first first became law. Yeah. He was against Obamacare. He was not for it. But when they did the numbers and he saw how much Obamacare was going to help the, the people of his state, he said, let's go ahead and let's enroll and roll out Obamacare in the state. That's a person that looked past his differences and what he thought was right and looked at it and said, this is going to help a lot of people. So I'm going to roll with it, even though he's a Democrat, I'm a Republican, and I don't necessarily agree with the policy. That let me know that he's actually in it for the people. Yeah. So I may not agree with all of his politics, but I know that in his mind, he will always do what's right for the people. So I rock with him. But neither one of them are in the house. house. But we found out, we found out that you don't necessarily have to be in the house to be the speaker. Oh. The speakership is not an elected position. You do not have to be in because they were going to put Donald J. Trump in there. And you know what? Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. If they can't get this thing squared away with Jim Jordan and Scalise, that they just say, come on, Trump. Because that's, that's one person that could get all 217. I don't think he could. I don't I, think he could. I think he could. I don't think that he could. Um, when two when two people, the two people that are up for it are strong Trump supporters, why do you think that Trump wouldn't be able to do that? Because nobody wants him actually in the position. It's I do a position for the chaos. where you actually have to work. Yeah, I do for the chaos. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. That's not good for the country. I, neither, was, <laughs> neither was Kevin McCarthy, Scalise, or Jim Jordan. None of them are good for the country. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> there are worse things. I, it'd give us great content. Great content. Yeah, we'd have, we'd have plenty <laughs> of stuff to talk about every week on the show. Is it worth it? Oh, Is but it Trump, worth it? This is an offshoot, but did you see what Trump was talking about the other day? No, what? Uh, just last night, talking about this whole situation in Israel. Oh boy! He 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 basically said that Israel was dumb and weak. These what? were his words, not mine. Dumb and weak for getting caught off guard like that. He praised Hezbollah, which is a, as a group. <laughs> yes. Why is he yes. even talking? Well, because he's running for president. You didn't know. <sighs> And he's a, I keep forgetting. He's the front runner. Yeah, he's the front runner. Mm, yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, mm. no, he's the front runner. And Bobby Kennedy decided to, to run as a Bobby Kennedy Jr. decided to run as an independent. And all his brothers and sisters timeout. Now, me, you, and our brother are pretty yes. close. Yes. We don't always agree on things. We don't always get along, but we are tight. If anybody yes. messes with us, it's on. No it's matter on. if we didn't speak speak to each other for two like, years. Donkey Kong. We have we've all legitimately well. Hold on, me and you have fought for our brother. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't never fought for us, but he ain't <laughs> never had that. He ain't never had that opportunity. Of him being yeah. the youngest, yeah. 
Bobby Kennedy Jr.'s siblings came out after he announced that he was no longer running for the Democrat nomination. Oh, he was going to run not true. as an- Adam has defended me in the streets before. Oh, you're right. Okay. He and has he put his name out there too. Uh, so sorry. I'm not bleeping that out because I'm, no. I'm already going to be up late doing this post production because you was late filming the show. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't realize that was me taking a shot at my sister. Yeah, it happens once, at least once an episode, guys. Throws me under the bus. <laughs> at least once an episode. Speaking of throwing your bus. siblings under the bus, so Bobby Kennedy announced that he was running as an independent. Mm-hmm. All, of his, all of his siblings no. came out in a statement saying that although he together? may share together in a oh, statement, boy. they were like, although he may share our father's name, he does oh, not no. stand for any of the principles and policies that our father stood for. We categorically denounce him (laughs) running and and distance ourselves from him and he ain't shit. That's that's, that that, that added part was just me. But they they came out, they was like, look, we don't want nothing to do with him. That's bad. (laughs) Siblings, it be your own siblings. They said, look, he may share his name, but he ain't nothing like daddy. No. That's what they basically <laughs> said. And him running as an independent is the proof. There you go right there. The proof is in the pudding. The proof uh, is always in that pudding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what that means. I, I don't really understood. either. I, I never don't understand understood. it. What, what is proof? Pudding? What yeah, pudding? What, Who's what pudding? pudding? What pudding has proof? And why is it know. why is it in the pudding? <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, the house is uh, you know, Scalise is trying to gather up all the votes that he can. He's he's pitching and all this stuff, but they want to change some of the rules, and uh that's gonna be hard to do and get the votes. I don't know when we're gonna get a house speaker. I don't I don't yeah. I th- I thought for sure last week. Oh, Jim Jordan is is going to be the next House Speaker. No, no, no. Don't don't nobody like him, but like maybe, well, 99 people. <laughs> we got, <laughs> he got 99 problems, but the speakership is one of them. Yeah, it's not. No, uh, no. And and if they thought this is, yeah, anybody think this is going to be over quickly, they're delusional. They're delusional got- as I am. And we got serious stuff. We got serious stuff yes. that we need to get done. The only reason why they're coming quickly to to even fix this issue of the speakership is because of what's happening in Israel right now. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. It's going to be real funny. It's going to be real funny how they're so quick to give aid to Israel, but not to Ukraine. Mm. Mm, a little hypocritical. But what do you expect from politicians but to be mm-hmm. hypocritical? And Not I much. said that real soft and low. Yeah. So that I, I don't hope know I don't why get too... this became the quiet storm, but it did. I, because I don't want to get no backlash from it. But <laughs> I just... mean, if you make any statement about it right now, you're gonna get some backlash. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so that's 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 what's going on in the house. It's funny, but sad. Jay, it's, you got anything else to, to add to this besides Fonny, Taryn, uh, Jim, Jim, Jim Jordan? That's always going to be top tier for me. Her <laughs> response, the fact that she even deigns to respond to him when she does not have to. And then when she does, 
it is such eloquent burns that I just <laughs> that will never stop being funny to me. Uh, nor will his comb over. But I will say that. getting shots. Bang bang. Who's being a Drake right now? You being a Drake right now? You were taking shots. No, I'm taking shots at people that deserve it. <laughs> In your mind. Yes. <laughs> okay. So you're the arbiter of who can who can get gotten and who can't. Correct. Okay, know. all right. I'm, I'm glad that we on? can. Yeah, I'm glad that we came to the understanding. Can but you we was come making to this conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all while right. while all of this infighting is going on, I just want them all to remember that nothing is being done legislatively. Uh, and November seventeenth, the impending shutdown is looming. So, pick somebody. There, at this point, we don't care. Just pick someone so that we can get back to work and prevent this shutdown. Amen. All right, sis. Some lighthearted political dialogue. Your Our girl, man, George. Your, your girl, Georgia's back in the. <laughs> Georgia Santos. Joy, <laughs> he go by he go by a lot of a lot of monikers. He got a lot of names out there. Of, they, they, yeah, I mean, because the media has questioned now several times whether George Santos is in fact his name. Because they don't know. He got <laughs> a few. Don't know. <laughs> well, he got uh, some more indictments. And um, okay, so <laughs> he he was indicted uh, mm-hmm. on new federal charges. Yes. And the specific charges, just generalizing here, I'm going to get to the details of the charges, but it was conspiracy, wire fraud, aggravated identity theft, and credit card fraud. Uh, his ca- former campaign. Yeah, there his are, former. There are 10 new charges. Yeah, his former campaign treasurer already pleaded guilty, mm-hmm. which, explo- which exposed the alleged misconduct. Yes. Um, Go ahead. I'm, you want me to run through the 23 counts right now or do you want me to just you want me to just let you go? No, no. Run through the counts because it's funny. All right. Here are the counts. <laughs> One count of conspiracy to commit offenses against the United States. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. A count to commit conspiracy against the United States. Mm-hmm. Two counts of wire fraud. Two counts of making uh, false statements to the FEC, that's the Federal Elections Commission. Mm-hmm. Two counts of falsifying records submitted to the FEC. Two counts, two counts of agitated identity theft. One count of access device uh, fraud. So basically, <laughs> what he was doing was... <laughs> Some of these specific allegations was that he was stealing from donors, yes, stole their identity, and used their credit cards for unauthorized charges, then made up false campaign reports with non-existent loans and fabricated or of of fabricated and stolen contributions. So yes. my man, when you when you you know, all the politicians have it. You can go on their website and you can, you can donate. You, know, you can donate and everybody put the credit card information. He was on the yes. back end. He was on the back end of that site, stealing that credit card information, mm-hmm. stealing their identity and mm-hmm. going to make charges. And he was, he was and, living it up. And distributing the money to his and other candidates' com- campaigns and to his own bank account. That's the key. 
to his <laughs> own bank account. And he was living. Yes. He was you saw some of the previous charges. He was going, he was dining because he was doing that that special number, <laughs> right? Yes. What was that special number? It was like $99.99. Yes. So, it was something like that. It's he was doing like that, that special special number. So, but I, I have to find it. So uh, I, I know I sent it to you. But uh, in response to all of this, New York Republicans are looking to expel him. Yes. So he came out with a response to them trying to expel him. And I'm going to read directly from his Twitter account what he said. I look very much forward to seeing the anti-American attempt by weak rhinos to oust me without giving me my right to due process. Remember, if I'm in fact ousted, fascism will officially be well and alive in the United States of America, and those members will be the champions of it. I do want to remind my dear colleagues who are all but one have deep, long, troubling careers in politics. (laughs) <laughs> that I have a lot of time on my hands to return to favor in the most expedient fashion mankind has ever seen. That means I want the smoke because I got the smoke for all of y'all. <laughs> but but it's this line for me that kills me. I do want to remind my dear colleagues who all but one have a deep, long, troubling career in politics, which means he's like, look, uh, that smoke is going to be, I'm going to dig up all your dirt and put it out there. Or I already know it because I'm in the room while they all are talking. Well, I don't think he knows nothing. No. But as you see from that statement, which is very Trump-like, yes, he can just lie and make up stuff. He and people is more than capable and willing to lie because he um, is a habitual liar. I think that's his default setting. Lie. Yes. yes. What's, what color is the sky? Green. What? It's blue. Mm-mm. Nope. You looked at it wrong. It's green. Well, I yeah. guess blue can kind of be green sometimes. No. I was lying. It's red. What? The sky's not red. We're not on Mars. Are we? Or aren't we? Yeah. He is more than capable of doing that. I this was a this was a man that was elected to office. Mm-hmm. And even some of his people that elected him to office still ain't turning their back on him despite the fact that he has just been repeatedly caught in lie after lie after lie. Prosecutors say that George Santos stole a donor's credit card number and transferred more than $11,000 to his own bank account and swindled $50,000 from two other donors using a fake nonprofit, using the money to buy designer goods and to settle personal debts. First of all, he owed people all over the world. <laughs> okay, he is an international grifter. You know what, though? I mean, what's going to really come of this? Is he really going to go to jail? He should. Yeah, yeah. Are, he's go- he's you know why he's going money. to jail? You know why he's going to jail? Because his name is, because his name supposedly is George Santos. Supposedly. Supposedly. Yes. If his name wasn't George Santos, then he might he, he might but, not. He might have gotten out of it. He has stolen. Forget, forget all of the false reporting. He has stolen money from people. Stolen. He yeah. stole their credit card numbers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And his campaign treasurer, Nancy Marks, pled guilty to a felony count of conspiracy to defraud the United States and admitted her role in reporting a fictitious 
$500,000 loan they, that they mm. made up to prove to donors that they had financial support so that donors felt more comfortable donating to them. And she has a she's a career campaign treasurer. Yeah. She's done it for several candidates. Something about him corrupted the hell out of her. Yeah. And and I will I will give him this. He does have this kind of way about him, the way he speaks and moves. Yeah. He's got people that follow him. He's got that that Trump-like thing, that that Slick Willie thing. For those people who don't know who Slick Willie is, that's uh, Bill Clinton. Yeah. Um, that, <laughs> that, that Obama, right? Not not to manipulate, but th- that thing about them that makes it's people charm. follow him. It's charm. It's more than just charm. I have charm, but I can't convince <laughs> donors to just give me money. If that yeah. was the case, this podcast, we would be rich right now. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) There's a difference between being charming and kind of being mesmerizing. A salesman. Well, even a salesman can't do some of the stuff that these are ultimate salesmen, right? Like, yes. Like, like people can sell cars, people can sell phones. Like, sometimes things just sell themselves, right? Yeah. But to sell yourself to where people straight up follow you through the fire kind of no matter what you do, that's a special type of skill. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, they, I mean, and grifters does... usually have it. Con that's why yeah. they're good at the con. Well, narcissists are really good at that as yeah. well. I know you, you know how, how I feel about the throwing the term narcissist around very loosely, yes. uh, but narcissists have a way of, just getting you super, super comfortable by manipulating you and you don't even know you're being manipulated. Yeah. They're glorified and, pimps. And I love that uh, she said, um, Marks, his uh, treasurer, said in court that she and an unnamed co-conspirator agreed to uh, make the false reports. And and everybody's like, we all know the co-conspirators. <laughs> <laughs> But of course, he like, he says he never had anything to do with his finances, and he put all the blame on her because, of course, he did. Well, and that's the reason why he might get away with this because she already pled guilty. He'd be like, "See, I told you, I ain't had nothing to do she, with it." She pled guilty to one count. He's got twenty three. She pled. Well, that means he got to defend twenty two more. She felt she pled guilty to that one count because <laughs> she's giving them something. And yeah. they were like, we at least got to get you on one count. <laughs> no, I, got, I got to get that full immunity. If I'm going to snitch, I'm getting that full immunity. <laughs> like, we got to get you in a one count. Nah, I don't want to admit no wrongdoing. I don't I'm already talking. Nothing. I'm already talking. Okay. I can't go back you to over the this folder <laughs> full of I documents. I can't go back to the streets because I'm a snitch. Well, that's, that's right. not true. Because there's a lot of people that snitch and go back to the streets. Takashi 69, he back in the street. Oh, boy. He told on everybody. He, he told did. on the mailman. <laughs> he told on the dog walkers. He told on everybody. He told on everybody. He told on people so I guess, that it had nothing to do with it. Didn't it? That's what I said the mailman and the dog walker. He's like, you know that dog walker don't be cleaning up that poop on the sidewalk on 14th Street. <laughs> we didn't even ask about that. I'm just letting you know just there's more information know. that you want to do. Go turn All the right. tape over. Turn the tape over. It ran out. <laughs> Georgie. Uh, eventually you're going to go to jail, hopefully. Yeah. I think. 
Yeah, you definitely should. You're robbing people. Like it's not, it's not okay. Yeah, you falsify some forms. All right, sure. <laughs> but you stole my credit card, something. <laughs> no, you're going to jail. <laughs> you're you going to jail. Though? You know what though? All he needs is about sixty six more indictments. He could be right there with Trump. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, if he was aiming for a Trumpian career. There he's go, on right his way. There. He doesn't deserve his job and he's a criminal. So he's there on his go. way. <laughs> you got any more to add to this? No, nah, it's just so stupid. It is really stupid. <laughs> I mean, just George, like God. I, you know. <laughs> hey, look, ain't no shame in his game, I guess. Clearly not, because he, he's like, oh, y'all think I'm going to go down silently? He said, he said, I, I'm going to have time to come back and try. He said, I'll have plenty of time. <laughs> to come back at y'all. <laughs> to air all y'all dirty laundry, because I be in the room. I'm listening with a cup in my ear to the door. You kidding me? I know you all know, stuff. I know it. You know how petty that is? It's Drake level petty. I was, I was just getting ready. To, I was setting you up, but you didn't. You were supposed to say, "No, I don't know," and I was going to say it's Drake like petty, but you. you no, took it. I absolutely know <laughs> that it is Drake level petty. Oh, they my should collab on a. They should collab on an album. I mean, George Santos got the money. <laughs> but at the end of the day, no, George Santos is not going to resign because you didn't gave a con man a government job. Mm. Oh, they're like gonna expel him. They're gonna <laughs> expel him. They're gonna they're gonna get him out. Will they, they already took him. Yeah, they they're gonna get him out. Yeah, they're gonna expel him. That's the reason why. They, I don't think that they. I don't think they will. I don't think. All I right. think he'll go to jail first. Well, maybe before they expel him. But uh, All right, sis, what you want to tell the people out there? Because we need to end this episode. Because we, <laughs> as I said earlier in the first segment, we can yeah. go an hour real we can. easily. Yeah. It's not that hard for us. Mm-mm. Uh, so the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> okay, here we go. It's an expression that means the value, quality, or truth of something must be judged based on direct experience with it or on its results. So what they mean is like the proof is in the finished product of the pudding. Like the uh, an alternate expression is the proof is in the put the proof of the pudding is in the eating. So it basically means the proof is in the results. The proof of the work is in the results. You know what? I'm still confused. I think that's a stupid expression, and I'm never going to say it again. And the proof no, is in that makes, pudding. It makes sense, but the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> All right. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I guess the proof is in the pudding that this show is over. <laughs> on that note, I want to thank you for listening. Once again, go on our website where you get all the information and buy merch. At some point, I'm going to add more stuff. We're starting to get into the colder months, so sweatshirts, 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 sweatshirts. I'm going to add some... Or sweatshirts, which are a new disgusting breath mint. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, as always, I'll holla. Woo! That was a hell of a show. Thank you for rocking with us here on Unsolicited Perspectives with Bruce Anthony. Now, before you go, don't forget to follow, subscribe, like, comment, 
and share our podcast wherever you're listening or watching it to it. Pass it along to your friends. If you enjoy it, that means the people that you rock will enjoy it also. So share the wealth, share the knowledge, share the noise. And for all those people that say, well, I don't have a YouTube. If you have a Gmail account, you have a YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can actually watch our video podcast. But the real party is on our Patreon page. After Hours Uncensored and Talking Straight-ish. After Hours Uncensored is another show with my sister. And once again, the key word there is Uncensored. Those are exclusively on our Patreon page. Jump onto our website at unsolicitedperspective.com for all things us. That's where you can get all of our audio, video, our blog and even buy our merch and if you're really feeling genuine and want to help us out you can donate on our donations page donations go strictly to improving our software and hardware so we can keep giving you guys good content that you can clearly listen to and that you can clearly see so any donation would be appreciative most importantly i want to say thank you thank you thank you for listening and watching and supporting us and i'll catch you next time Audi 5000, peace.